Running in a crowd in a faceless town, I need to feel the touch of a friend. And I need to begin season four of Shonen and Suds with an all-time great. And of course, I'm talking Yu Yu Hakusho. And we're going to cover the first half of season one this week on Shonen and Suds. It's a hot one, brother. (laughs) It's too hot. It's too hot. Chris, it is too hot. It is fucking 100 degrees all across where we're at. <laughs> brother, brother, it, it, it's it's same here in Virginia. And I know you get that fucking plains heat out in the Midwest, brother. My wife just left. She does horse. She volunteers at like a like a, um, a horse rehabilitation barn. And I was like, she took like three fucking thermoses of water with her. I was like, and when I. She went outside. I opened the door, and Cody, I felt like I was just jumping in the fucking oven. It was just so hot. Yeah, it is. It is not pleasant outside, Chris. I, oh. I've used my unlimited sip club today about seven times at at the old Panera. Uh, oh, you're <laughs> sweatier and sweatier every time you go back in. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, they see me all the time. So like, like today, Chris, it was a, it was a water day. You know, I had one. Nice, oh, I believe it. I had one nice little charge lemonade to kick it off, and then from then on, it was just mm-hmm. water and ice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it is fucking hot. Oh. I am uh, <laughs> just just not just just not a fun time outside today. But Chris, you know what? It is a fun time for, and that is the next episode of Shonen and Suds. Yes, season four, episode one, and Cody, 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 Cody. Um, I can't think of a better way to kick it off. Yeah, of course, like you it mentioned. Really can't. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh like you mentioned at the top of this thing we were talking about the first thirteen episodes of Yu Hakusho uh season one. So if you guys haven't seen those, go ahead and pause here. Go hop on Hulu, watch those. Don't you dare skip yeah. the intros or what were the outros? Um, oh my god, they're so great. They're so great. And now and and I, I was really excited. Every and Cody, I, I know, I know you had some gripes with it, but I mean, it, I mean, it's, it, it comes with the age of the show, right? Like this show's got to be pushing thirty-five at this point, right? Like we got to be getting pretty close. Yeah, I think this was like, I believe it originally nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, Chris, I was, was the not, Japanese air date. Yeah, I was not born yet when this started airing. So um, I was ten years old. <laughs> now, of course, we got it much later uh, here in the states. Oh yeah. The English air date was like about ten years ten years after. So um, it sure was. It sure was. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I do have some gripes, but they're more like kind of like nitpicky things. Um, but overall, I mean, the show is just great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like we said, man, season four of Shonen and Suds. I'm really excited. I am your and of course I am your ace spirit spirit detective. I, my, my throat got really dry. I'm your ace spirit detective on the crate case. I'm Chris Adams. Chris, that means I get to be Kuwabara, right? For sure. Yeah, that's right. You get to be the goat, the fucking goat of the show, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Yes, I am Cody Snodgrass. Cody Kuwabara. That has a nice little ring to it. That is right, yeah. Yeah, Kuwabara is, you know, he's destined for the side character Hall of Fame at this rate. Oh, absolutely he is, brother. He's, he's great, and he only gets better and better. And just every time he's in a fight, I don't know, man, like this whole, the whole show is so good. And, you know, obviously spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it, but also if you haven't seen it, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like I, this is one of those animes, Cody, like this is up there 
um, with I, I genuinely do not think you can call yourself an anime fan if you have not watched Yu Yu Hakusho. Now, granted, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing some shade at you, but to be fair, you said you have seen some of it. Yeah, I mean, this show was like a staple on Toonami, so like, exactly. You know, I was watching, you know, your Dragon Ball Zs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, when I, whenever I was big on Dragon Ball Z as a kid, I'm uh, not that I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, big on DBZ now. Um, this would be on during that, like, you know, that afternoon block after school. Yep. Uh, and I believe it was also part of, like, the Adult Swim part, like, it, you know, the it was. nighttime programs on your, on your Saturday nights. So, you know, I, it wasn't one that I was, like, focused on at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely one that I've caught a few episodes of here and there. Um, which was... Man. It's kind of interesting to see, like, I, I never knew Hiei and... and you know, Karama were technically like bad guys at the start of this thing. Yep. I, I know eventually they joined the gang. Um, yep. You know, and, and if I didn't know, Chris, the intro and the middle part, <laughs> they're making it pretty clear. Like these guys are going to be part of the part of the squad. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But and it's really cool. Like the first 13 episodes, I, I think what's really cool about this show is we get like really good. I don't want to, I don't want to use the word origin stories, but I think the show is paced very well for, you know, for an old shonen anime. Now, there's a lot of combat. Like, you know, we obviously in this first 13, again, spoilers ahead, we get into like a little kind of makeshift tournament at the end with the, you know, our first big villain of the show. And then in the second half of season one, we kind of have another, here's a group of bad guys and the guys are going to fight them. You know what I mean? Um, and some of the fights are a few episodes long. And then obviously season two, we get into our tournament, which, you know, Cody, I, I've said before on the podcast that I am not a big tournament art guy, but I could watch the dark tournament. Like if I could, if I had to be forced to like be tied to a chair and I could only watch tournament arc anime, I would watch the dark tournament on repeat until my fucking eyes fell out. Because I think it's, I think it is the, it is the textbook. Like you want to know how to do a tournament arc. You fucking do. You, you watch the dark tournament and take notes, get a backup pin. Yeah. I'm definitely excited about that. I mean, I am a big fan of like tournament arcs. I know they're kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, some people like dislike, like you don't even, for the most part, you don't really like them, but I think if they're done, you know, kind of in a mm-hmm. unique way or like this one was like one of the first, like this and like, I feel like this and DBZ were like, I don't know which came out first. Um, Mm-hmm. Like in terms well, of like I, the original air date, but I feel like they were kind of like the ones you know paving the road for all these other shonen anime. Well, and I like I like when they make sense in the scope of the story where the dark tournament actually does. Like it actually makes sense. And, and well, obviously, I'm putting the cart before the horse. I just can't wait to talk about it because it's some of my favorite. And and the reason it's some of my favorite is. I I knew of Yu Yu Hakusho when I was a kid because there was like that movie. There was that movie that was out before we got like the good Funimation dubs and the voice acting wasn't great, but it was a really cool concept. I was introduced to Yusuke and Kuwabara and like the, you know, Karama and Hiei pretty early on. Um, so when the show finally came to the States, I was like, oh, I, I know what this is. I, I couldn't tell you anything about it, but I know who these, I, I, I can pick these characters out of a lineup. And Cody, I'm coming into my own, like it's 2001. I, and I want to say I started really getting into it when like the DVDs were coming out, which I think were, I want to say the DVDs were like, like right there, like right in the summer of 2002. Um, so 
like I, I was buying the D like, every payday. I was going to fucking Suncoast and buying the next DVD or going to Best Buy and buying the next one. Or as they were coming out, I like, I used to have the whole, like the whole series on DVD, like the black case with like the blue. And this show was like, it, it was at a very like, you know, I'm again, I'm fresh out of high school. I'm in college. I'm, you know, I'm in like my first serious relationship. Like Yu Yu Hakusho was just like a big part of my life. I was playing the card game, like the original like trading card game for you. Like I was like, I was fucking so invested in these characters. I had t-shirts like this was my shit in 2001. Like all I, all I wanted to do was you know go drink fuck my girlfriend and talk about Yu Yu Hakusho that was literally my life in 2002 isn't that all we still want to do <laughs> like well yeah well i mean you got a wife yes, now you got a wife now you know? replace, exactly replace girlfriend with wife and that is literally um my life so i'm actually really really excited that you know we're finally getting to cover it um cuz it's very very good um and again, I think the voice acting, like this is again, we're getting we're getting like that early Funimation stuff. We're getting introduced to um, you know, Justin Cook and Chris Sabat, they're fresh off of Dragon Ball. And the voices are just great. Like, and it's so funny now because you know, I watch a lot of my hero. Every time I, I hear Yusuke talk, I just hear just a younger version of Kirishima. Because oh, you gotta figure he recorded these lines like 20 years ago. Oh, is Kirishima also played by Justin Cook? Or sure is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, uh, in fact, Chris, our boy KP Kyle Peters, he was telling me some like, mm -hmm. like that Justin Cook wasn't act he was supposed to be like auditioning for another role and ended up just getting Yusuke. Um, but Justin That's Cook. That's so funny. You know, anything you watch from Funimation, usually his name is in the credits. Um, mm -hmm. Like the dude has worked on fucking everything. Um, and I believe he was like a line director on Yu Yu Hakusho. He was he was some sort of like production manager or director uh, for Yu Yu Hakusho. I just noticed that on the credits when I was watching him. Yeah, and this was like a kind of like his breakout role, I would say. Yeah. Um, as far as like voice acting goes, you know, he like I said, you mm -hmm. click on Funimation, dude, and like I would be shocked He's if you're watching. I would be shocked if you're watching a show that doesn't open where it says like Justin Cook. You know, doing this directing or this producing or this, you know, mm -hmm. you know, key grip or whatever the fucking job is. <laughs> like, he is on everything. Because um, Chris, Absolutely. before we even covered or started watching this, I had seen him. And I was like, man, I see this guy's name on like everything. Like I had watched like, mm -hmm. you know, three episodes of three different anime and he was at the top of the building this time, and I'm like, mm -hmm. is this guy, like, fucking, like, Superman? Like, uh, This guy just lives in a studio. Yeah, like, he just doesn't leave Funimation. I'm pretty sure, like, they built the, the, the building on top of his house, and that's just where he, he resides. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got, like, fucking executive control. Like, it's like, do you want to do something? Sure. Do you want to just collect a paycheck just to put your name? You want to be an executive producer? I'm sure he gets, like, the royal treatment with Funimation. Yeah, like he he is a household name. Um, you mentioned Chris Sabat, who surprisingly is is the actor that plays Kuwabara, right? Yeah, he sure is. So like, it's so funny. Like I hear, I, I I think it was the other way around. When I first heard All Might, I was like, man, that's fucking Kuwabara. You know what I mean? So like, I hear I hear Kuwabara when I hear All Might, not the and it's weird because that's like the other way around for everybody else because All Might has that very. Like, like that's some very distinct voice acting, right? But so is Kuwabara. 
No, definitely. Yeah. He, he, he's definitely got some range to him. Uh, that was another thing. Absolutely. AP quizzed me on. He's like, do you know who the actor is that plays Kuwabar? And I was like, I'm, I was thinking about it. And then, then <clears throat> our other buddy, Sam, he was like, he's a household name in anime. I was like, okay, I only know like a few household names when it comes to dubs. Like I know like Yuri <laughs> Lowenthal. And I was like, the next name that popped in my head, I was like, is it Chris Sabat? And they're like, yep. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, dude's <laughs> yeah. got some range on him. I, I will tell you mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't know, like Kuwabar, like he sounds like a doofus, but it just works for him just kind of being like, just kind of a lunk, you know what I mean? I say, he, he definitely has some uh, some doofus moments, if you will. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, he is. He is just kind of a doofus the whole time, but he's, man, but when, when Kuwabar's ready to like just beat somebody's ass, brother, he, he fucking throws down. Yeah, and he, he's, you know, he's always there whenever we need him, whenever we're in a, wherever we're in a crunch. Um Uobara is the man. Um, Absolutely. And and we can gush over you, you Hakusho, all day, which we will because we're going to get into that. But first, Cody, we've got you know, we've got some some news. Like, you know, a lot of stuff, obviously, you know, San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend, which means it's news for everything but comic books, right? Exactly, Chris. Exactly. Yeah. We got oh. everybody's trying to get their hands on that Goldie Roger wanted poster Funko Pop from One Piece. Uh, you know, and... and got it. We got some trailers, Chris. Yeah, brother. Well, where 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 do we want to start? So, I I mean, obviously, the one I think I'm the most excited about is we finally got a teaser trailer and a release date for Castlevania Nocturne. Um, yeah. Teaser trailer came out, I think, either today or yesterday, and it looks great. I'm in. I'm. They, uh, you don't have to sell me anything. Stop drilling. You've struck oil. I will be there on September 28th. Yeah, it came out, I believe, like four or five hours ago is when they when they posted mm-hmm. it on YouTube, at least. I'm sure they showed it at, like, okay. Amakon or some, you know, I'm sure they showed it at oh, some yeah. Weeb Festival. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Weeb Fest 2023. But yeah, man, it looks good. Um, I don't know these and characters it, very well. I know their names. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I know mm-hmm. I know Richter Belmont from, you know, just hearing about it. Like, he, he's like a Link or a Cloud Strife. Like, he's just a name you know. Um, and he, that's, all, that's the only one you need to know to start with. Yeah, we'll um, build upon that. And then I've heard that Alucard is also plays some kind of role in this. Um, he should. Uh, I mean, if they're go- depending on what story they're doing, I don't know if they're doing like the whole Rondo of Blood, um, Symphony of the Night, like if they're going to build towards that or do that. But uh, eventually, Alucard will rear his head. Yeah, yeah. I think I read some comment somewhere where somebody said that in the first little teaser, it was Alucard talking mm-hmm. at the end of it or something. Oh, um, cool. You know, regardless, I mean, this this uh, Castlevania Nocturne, it looks fantastic. Uh, it almost feels like kind of nostalgic because we've kind of been, you know, separated from that anime for a while. Um, and seeing, like, the fight scenes and the action scenes and, you know, just everything, just the animation is just incredible. Like, very excited yeah. for this. Um, yeah, I just can't wait. September 28th, I will be there. You'll be there. We'll all be there. That'll probably be... I don't know when we'll finish Yu Yu Hakusho, but... It, you know, I would imagine this would be the ver- the follow up show after that. You know, depending on oh, how things, brother, depending I'm on there. how things play out, of course. Um, See you there, brother. See you there. Yeah, definitely excited for it, though, man. It is been too long since we've been able to check out some Castlevania, so very excited. Now, is Richter? Now, I I, I know, you know, spoilers if you guys haven't seen all of the original Castlevania series. Um, is Richter their kid, or? Richter's like, from what I, I want to say, Richter's like a descendant 
I want to say he's like a like a couple generations descendant. Okay. Um, I'm not, I don't have the Belmont timeline. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's probably a little confusing. And you know, I, I don't know if the anime's following you know the the Belmont family tree or anything, but. All right, I'm, that's literally what I'm looking up here. So let's take a look. I've got it pulled up right in front of me. So let's uh let's take a peek here. So let's see here. So I'm just looking for Trevor. All right. So there's Trevor, Trevor Sifla, Christopher Belmont, Reinhardt, Victor. Roll oh, Richter's like way down there. He's like one, two, three, four, five, six. He's like so. Father, grandfather, great grandfather, great 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 grandfather is Trevor. All right, well there we go. Oh, we figured it out live. They're a little ways away. We sure did. Yeah, so they are. I was right. Yeah, they're not like it's been a while. It's been a few generations. That's what. Yeah, and it looks like it says the series will be set in France during the French. French Revolution yep. in 1792. And oh man, good year. Netflix teases the series will be a never-before-seen origin story for Richter. Maybe this. Oh hell yeah! You know, maybe we'll get the the origin story, and then we'll go into you know Rondo Blood or Symphony of the Night or you know whichever whichever way they take it. But yeah, I'm I am here for it. I am definitely here for it. So I'm really, really excited. Um, and Cody, that's not the only one I'm excited about because we got another trailer for something really uh. Really fantastic. Lazarus. Yeah, Chris, Lazarus, the one we mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, um, from Shinichiro Watanabe and MAPPA um, with with John Wick's Chad Stahelski, Stahelski, Shie Asaikai, some guy. Um, <laughs> oh, the Shie Asaikai. I believe he's the action director from John Wick. Um, mm-hmm. But, Chris, we got this cool trailer. It's like a minute and a half long. Um mm-hmm. And it doesn't it doesn't show too much, but it shows just enough to like, and it looks fucking cool. Like, yeah, definitely gives like the bebop vibes, and maybe that yeah, you know, the music kind of helps with that as well. Um, oh, absolutely, very fluid, smooth animation. Like, honestly, watching this in Castlevania, like those are the two animes I'm like most hyped for now. Like, yeah, they, they both just look fucking great. Um, very excited for both of those. Um, big same, big big same. And then that one, Lazarus, we don't have don't have any like release date i know they're aiming for 2024 so that'll be one we just we'll probably keep an eye on we'll see it in the news uh you know as as the weeks and months pass by Um, and i'm sure we'll get more trailers things like that which i i'm probably going to avoid any further trailers probably same for castlevania in the upcoming month or two months really i know it's only a month from now september uh yeah no two months two months sorry my math ain't math and it's too hot yeah but um yeah, no, I I completely I'm agree. I'm gonna stay away. I want to go in. I, I want to go in as ice cold as this beer on my desk, Cody. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I I I completely agree because you know how you know how trailers are these days, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then Chris, we got uh, you know we haven't gotten to cover this yet. We plan to somewhere down the line, and that's the near automata mm-hmm. anime. Um, yeah. It, it is getting a second cores. Um, which. Chris, we we talked about it a little oh, bit before, before the podcast. I guess that, that we can't say season anymore. I don't know what's going on here. Um, Brother, Bleach, why can't we say season? Bleach does the same thing. It's like Bleach is, you know, Thousand Year Blood War Core Two. I'm like, like 
Well, Chris, we talked about it. When, cores two is means we're going back to grab another stubby, right? Like, God damn right. I brought it. I bought a twelve pack, so I, I'm going back for for at least at least eleven more. Yeah, I I, I don't know why. It, it it must be just you know the trendy new word. Um, but yeah, near automata is getting a second season. <laughs> we're just gonna say yes. that. We gotta stop this well, nonsense. It's the same. Brother, it's the same way, like, I mean, all anime likes to do that really weird. Like, they, they want to call something like a session, or, brother, it's an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> session six. Oh, you mean episode six? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's like you're, you're, you're trying too hard to be different on things you don't need to be different on. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, save, save, that, save that for the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah we, we got okay. that. Um Chris, and then speaking of trailers, you know, one that you can watch just so you can laugh at how mm-hmm. ridiculous some of the characters look is the new One Piece live action trailer. Um, yes. So we got the reveal of Arlong, um, obviously from the Arlong Park arc uh, in One Piece, and Chris, he just looks ridiculous. I mean, it, I get it. <sighs> it's hard to make a guy that has like a swordfish nose and like. Then <laughs> you fucking shouldn't. Like that's yeah, exactly. That's why we don't do. That's why we don't support live-action anime, even though we, we do cover them occasionally on this show. Um, but yeah, it just... The set pieces look really good, though. I'll say that. The pieces look damn good. Um, most of the character design looks fine as well. Uh, it's just Arlong looks fucking absolutely... Just just ridiculous. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. I think that's coming out in August, so it's, it's right around the corner. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. And I'll watch I mean, I'll watch it. I, I again One Piece is very much a, a very whatever kind of show for me. But I'll I mean I'm gonna watch it just to just to see because I'm sure we'll you know, A, we're always in the market for more live action anime and B or live action anime adaptions, I should say. And then B, you know, we can laugh. It gives us something to drink and laugh at. Exactly, Chris. Yeah, that that is why we like watching the live actions. It's it's yeah. weird when we get hit with a good one sometimes, and it's like, wait a minute, no. Oh, it throws me off. It's actually to pay like attention now. It's like no. <laughs> it's like I wanted to laugh and be mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then the last little bit of news uh, is the Naruto. Once again, uh, the four episodes are going to premiere on September third. The the new episodes of the original Naruto, and it looks like. Uh, the band Flow is going to be coming back to performing the opening and the ending themes. Uh, the opening is going to be a 20-year anniversary of their song Go, which is probably my favorite intro of all time. It, it's like oh, man. very high up there. Um, and then it looks like they're doing a cover of another band's Vivo Rock is the ending theme. I'm not sure what that one is. Um, but Go, I, I know very well. That's one of my favorite anime openings ever. Uh, if somehow we ever cover Naruto, that'll definitely make it onto the... Uh, that's what I call Suds uh, volume. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, but Chris, that is it for the news. Um, I am parched, Chris. It, again, it is 100 degrees outside, man. I, I, I need something to wet the old whistle. Oh, brother, I couldn't resist. Actually, I, I knew... Because I, I had I literally just cracked my first one. I while while we were talking about the One Piece live action, I was walking downstairs, opened up my fridge to grab another one because it's so fucking hot. This one's gonna just go right down the old hatch very quickly. So Cody, while I'm sucking my first one down, you need to tell me what you're drinking. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of air going into the mic He's right there. Right. <laughs> and that just fucking explode. Like, I'm having a <laughs> helium bomb for... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Chris, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, Chris, this thing tastes like a fucking four loco. Jesus. Oh, man. Well, Chris, oh, what is it? What paint thinner did you land on this week? Chris, you know, we've mentioned, you know, over season three of Shonen Insides, we've had a, an increase in fans in Jamaica. And so... Ah, uh, yes. I couldn't resist when I saw this. It's, it's Jamaican Me Happy, which we all know. Is a staple, it's fucking delicious. A staple flavor in any of like the Seagram's wine cooler like <laughs> party packs that they have. Oh, absolutely. Um, but this, Chris, this is a tall boy. There's three new tall boys I saw. This was at Walmart too. I didn't even have to go to the liquor store to Ooh. find this. Eight uh, percent, yeah. an eight percent alcohol on a Jamaican Me Happy, which is I think double what they usually come with. Uh, that's very true. Um, but yeah, it's the Seagram's escapes spiked Jamaican Me Happy, natural lemon, strawberry, watermelon, and guava flavor. Yeah. Nice, oh man. Nice tall boy, Chris. This thing tastes like a fucking four loco. This is not. Oh, this is not Jamaican me happy. <laughs> you, are, you are drinking paint thinner. I love it. No, it actually, <clears throat> it actually does taste pretty good. Um, but you can tell it's, it's spiked. <laughs> it's not like the little wine coolers. You know this, this, this will put you down if you have too many of these. Um, but yeah, that's what that is what I am enjoying today, Chris. A nice Seagram's Jamaican me happy spiked edition. Um, what about you, man? What do you? You've already had one of them, Chris. So, I, I, brother, I'm, what's I'm, your I'm number two? Off this first one. So, Cody, what I'm sitting here, like you said, it is just hotter than the fucking devil's nuts outside. So, I have got me just the icest, coldest bottle of fucking. Lay. I got two ice, just fucking like you know the commercials when they pull the bottles of beer out of like the ice bath. That's what I've got. I got two ice cold bottles. I mean, I am here in Pina Colada Berg with fucking coconut Pete drinking a couple of land sharks. A couple of land sharks. Have we had? Is that a frequent flyer, Chris? Have we had that before on the podcast? I think I've had it once. Okay. I mean, it's just a fucking Cody. It is just a crisp, go down, smooth lager. I mean, it's just. It's it's the, the bullshit Jimmy Buffett lager, whatever. But it's uh it's fucking delicious and uh they're too clean, Cody. They're too on a hot day like this. This is a day that if I had to be outside, I would need a cooler fucking full of these and I just wouldn't stop. But and then the and the crazy thing is, Cody, it's so hot outside, I could probably knock back an entire fucking twenty-four pack and be stone cold sober. Love that. Love that, yeah. yeah. It's that hot outside. Shout out to old Jimmy Buffett, you know, uh, Margaritaville. Right. I, I believe no, the name of the song is Pina Colada Berg, and Coconut Pete did it first. <laughs> oh, how dare I? How dare I? Sure. Oh, you're, yeah, I assume you've seen the movie Club Dread, the classic movie Club Dread. Club Dread? I think I, I, I don't, I've never like sat down and actually like watched it. Oh, brother. But I definitely brother. know, like I've seen some clips and things. Oh, you're fucking up. So, because that's <laughs> Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton plays a character named Coconut Pete, who wrote the song Pina Colada Berg. And his whole shtick is he wrote it before fucking Jimmy Buffett, who he calls a son of a son of a bitch. Wrote, he wrote Pina Colada Berg before Jimmy Buffett wrote Margaritaville. So, like, that's kind of his whole shtick in the movie. And it's Fucking, it's the, the late great Bill Paxson is Coconut Pete. Fucking, you you need to pick a night 
and you need you need to watch Club Dread. I don't know if it's free anywhere, but you need to watch it. It is. It, I think it's the best. Like, you know, the group that did like Super Troopers and Beer Fest. Club Dread, I think, is the best movie in that whole fucking uh, that whole crop of movies they did. Chris, I'm looking it up now. It there's no fucking way. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, it's so good. I hope it's it doesn't so like autoplay. Chris, it looks like it's available on Disney Plus. <laughs> What? <laughs> that seems really d- weird. That's a weird place for that. But I will definitely add that. You know, I'm I'm a Bill Paxton guy, so I got I I I'm I'm clearly slacking. Please forgive me of my sins here. Oh, that's okay. That is okay. You're slacking on you. You you ain't watch Club Dread. Yeah, I don't even know you anymore. I'll I'll just say it's the heat that's getting to you. It's fine. That's right, Chris. Um, you know, this is why we have you around, Chris, to show me all the all of the staples from the past times. Um. Yeah, I definitely got to oh, yeah. definitely got to check out Club Dread. Um, it's so funny, brother! It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Love that. Well, Chris, we'll, we'll talk about Club Dread another time because Chris, it's time to to dive into Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, yes, the Spirit Detective, the Ghost Files, season one. Could just do a real quick tale of the tape here. So, season one, twenty five episodes, consisting of four different story arcs. Today, we're covering. Actually, oh, sorry, five story arcs. We're covering three of those five arcs in the first five episodes are basically the, uh, like, Yusuke's of his ordeal, him actually, you know, him dying and getting back into his body. The next arc is where we're introduced to Hiei and Kurama, and they've stolen some artifacts, and Yusuke basically is tasked with getting them back. And then we've got the Genkai tournament, which is where he is going to be, basically, I want to say it's inherit. Genkai's spirit energy because she's a psychic, but that's of course I, I always refer to that one as the Rando arc because Rando is the villain that's also there vying for the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely a villain. You've mentioned, I think you mentioned him last week. Um, yeah, that that I think that's the arc where the show really picks up. That we're we're introduced to Hiei and Karama. That's a pretty good arc, but like I think the Rando arc is where we first get a lot of like the good like fight scene vibes and just some of the just some of the good um what am i trying to say here like because i think the action sequences in yu yu Hakusho are very very good um and they only get better like the rando like and i think some of the storytelling because uh, again this whole this whole genkai tournament right like they just slap a fucking tournament right in the middle of this fucking ghost hunt and it makes sense and the whole time you're like oh which one of these fuckers is rando and they kind of shock you you don't really you, they they send you off in one direction. They give you like, all right, it's clearly this fucking guy, but it turns out it's like the most unassuming person there. Which again, we'll get to that. But they they really kind of show that they can tell a story and do a tournament at the same time. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't realize. I guess yeah, it is technically three different arcs. Although these are very like short and concise arcs. Um, yeah, they're just like like storylines, effectively, right? It's like if you're watching like a network TV show, and it's like, okay, well, these four episodes, they're doing this thing, or these three episodes, they're doing this thing, you know? Because that's all, mostly what it is, like two to three episode storylines before they get to the next thing. But um, <clears throat> this first aired, Cody, in Japan in 1992. Uh, near the end of the I want to say it was like November, October, November, around that ballpark. Um, and then damn near 10 years later is when we got it here in the States in English. That's wild, Chris. <laughs> you know, yeah. seeing the show on Toonami, you would have never thought it came out in the, you know, 
when I when I was catching it on Toonami, it was probably not even till like 2004, 2005 or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had already been out for fucking damn near 15 years at that point. Well, and let's also let's go ahead and put some babies to bed right now. The opening theme is just an all time certified hood classic. Most people, even if you don't know Yu Yu Hakusho, you know the fucking opening song. Chris, I actually didn't know it until. Well, you, I mean, other, other than you, like casually singing it on the podcast and things. Yeah, I had never actually heard it. I don't think. Um, oh man, it's a fucking bop, dude. It is like there's memes about it and just things like that. Like you know, they, they're they're and they're all really good. Um, because it's 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 such a weird song to have in that because it it kind of doesn't fit. But the longer you watch it and the longer you listen to, it, like I said, like I said, Cody, when you were watching these, if you're not singing this song into your hairbrush or your shampoo bottle by episode three, there's just no hope for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's unskippable, Chris. Like, yeah, it, it, is, it is unskippable status. And then the end song—that's that's my new karaoke jam. Love that, yeah. Until I come back to town, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I I didn't skip the intro or the outro. Even like, like their, you know, like what happened last episode at the intro. Like, usually most shows I'll fast forward through that, but I kind of like how it's short and concise. They kind of like. Remind you of what happened, the big, you know, the big moments, and they're like, "All right, here we go." Um, yeah, again, they do a really good job of pacing. And again, this is—I mean, this is a a classic one of like the old. I want to say this is considered like one of the old big three shonen animes, like this Dragon Ball Z, and I I, I know there was a third one that was out around this time. I just it just eludes me. Yeah, I I, like, I I think people kind of put those names on everything. There really is like yeah. the initial big three, but I would consider this as like, you know, the big three wouldn't exist without this in Dragon Ball. Like uh, one one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And we can say this, and you even notice it in these first thirteen episodes. Like the the animation in the first couple episodes definitely looks like something from the late eighties, early nineties. But by like episode four episode five like the animation is just insane and still holds up and cody it, all it does is get better yeah i i, I kind of like like the old kind of aesthetic look i guess is you know for lack of a better term um it, mm-hmm. i don't know it just it looks nostalgic like it, it just has a nice feel to it i don't know it's very good and it, I, it I enjoy fits. it, it fits the aesthetic of the show um and again it's just classic 90s characters design um you know kuwabara has that classic like fucking 1950s punk you know school japanese school punk look yusuke has the fuck i mean they, they all just look like very like, they all just look very much like real people of a certain of like a certain time period right yeah, kuwabara's haircut man it is fucking the something. Blake Griffin brother. <laughs> I was trying to think. There's another. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's another anime with where the dude's got just wild hair like that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what it's called. I've seen. That's the, right, man. Is it this? Is it Redline? Redline's from like 2009 though, but it's like the the opening photo for Redline here. I'll I'll post it up in uh-huh. the in the Discord, Chris. Um. But it's like the dude's hair just goes on and on and on. <laughs> like, it just looks just insane. Um, but instantly, like, I, I saw Kuwabar and I'm like, oh, I know where they got their ha- that haircut at. <laughs> right. Kuwabar just looking slick, just shining like a new penny, man. 
Yeah, like if you look at that oh, photo boy. and like turn it sideways, it's just like... Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus, look at that thing. That is a fucking pompadour that doesn't <laughs> quit. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know what to call that haircut, but it... Is... Uh, what, they they refer to it as a pompadour. That's what they call it. Okay, okay. Interesting, yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. But <laughs> the Blake oh, Griffin... Man. I'm a, I, Chris, the Blake Griffin brother. I typed in Kuwabara haircut, and then the first, like the the fifth photo is fucking Blake Griffin. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Like, if that dude did not fucking cosplay as Kuwabara when he was younger, like he's just fucking up. Yeah. If I had that mop, I would I would literally find the blue school suit, and I would be Kuwabara every fucking year for Halloween. Yeah, especially. I mean, his playing career is basically over. I mean, he's on the Boston. That's Celtics. what I'm saying. He's on my favorite team right now, the Boston Celtics. But mm-hmm. I mean. You know, they. I think they're shooting a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho. It's not too late for you to take over that role. Um, I mean, they've been casting grown men as teenagers for years. There's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> exactly. So it's fine. <laughs> How old are you, Blake Griffin? Forty-one. Yeah, you'll you'll make a you'll make a perfect fourteen-year-old. It's perfect. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. exactly. So yeah, so let's dive right in, Cody. So episode one, uh, we're it. it throws us right in the shit right off the bat, Cody, because our main character is killed instantly when the show starts. Yeah, Chris, you know, he immediately gets hit by a car saving this kid, and, uh, you know, he's dead. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, you know, a bold way to start off a show, I'll tell you that. You know, Chris? Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, I, I've got experience in this field, Chris. When I was five, I was hit by a car, um, you know. See? I, there I, you go. Yusuke clearly it was not built like me because I lived. So maybe maybe you are actually a spirit detective, Cody, and you don't realize it. Maybe, Chris. <clears throat> no, maybe. But Where, where's Botan at? <laughs> Hold on. Oh man. Oh, but we'll get to Botan in a second. But yeah. So so just to just you know these first couple episodes, we're really just kind of getting the feel for Yusuke as a character. He skips school. You know, he come like they tell us a, a lot about this character by telling us so little. He comes from a broken home. <laughs> Papa left to get cigarettes years ago and never came back. Mama's a drunk. He's just kind of like really on his own, which has left him like with a very kind of sour attitude. You know, he cuts school. His only friend really is Keiko, who, you know, like there and she's like the class representative. She's kind of like she definitely like likes him, but also really looks out for him. But he 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 likes her back. But it's one of those like I got to play it cool and kind of be like lecherous towards you. Like I'm gonna lift up your skirt. I'm gonna squeeze your knockers and just be just be just a real fucking degenerate, right? Yeah. And but, spe- speaking of which, Chris, like just to touch on like some of the comedy moments like that, uh, mm-hmm. this show definitely like still is very funny. Like the yes. Oh, dude, the the names they call each other in this show, dude, are fucking hilarious. Yeah, I definitely laughed several times throughout these first 13 episodes. Just wanted to throw that in there. When Botan Botan says go for the kidneys, I still fucking laugh, dude. (laughs) Botan's a fucking menace. And Botan's another one headed for the side character Hall of Fame. But one of the things about Yusuke, while he is, you know, he... You know, he's a troublemaker at school. The teachers fucking hate him. The teachers are out to get him, which we see a right. lot of in this first season. But Fuck. the principal, 
is fuck these teachers and fuck that principal too. All right. <laughs> I want them all. The principal tries though. He tries. No, he does not. He does not try. I, I want the dark tournament to be <laughs> Yusuke and the boys against the teachers. <laughs> oh man. I want it to be like class chance. of 1999 all over again. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking wa- That's a great movie, by the way. It is a great movie. <laughs> Oh man, hell yes! But but like but Yusuke also has a heart of gold. So you know, basically he um as he's heading home after having like kind of an alter- after getting kicked out of school, he runs into this kid. Basically saves this kid from what what was it? The kid kicks the ball out into like a busy street. He brings it back to him, kind of scolds the kid, which starts. We kind of starts to. It looks like he's about to cry, but then Yusuke like kind of gives him the whole like. Like really just makes him laugh, you know, puts like the fucking thing down. He's like, you know, doing like the real stupid, you know, yeah, makes face, the, makes you know? the funny faces that, you know, yeah, you see people do it with kids all the time, like just to make them, exactly. just to cheer them up a little bit. Right. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. And then uh, I see, I want to say he, um, I can't remember if he like sees somebody, no, he, he's getting ready to leave, but the kid kicks the ball back onto the street. Yeah. Kids never learn. Man. Or does he, I can't remember if he's, yeah, Yusuke just kind of like yeah, walking kicks the around. ball right out on the street and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Yusuke like crosses the street and then th- th- no sooner than he turns around, this kid's already kicking the ball back in the middle of the road. Um, which, you know, oddly, and he just turns around and tries to push him out of the way. Yeah, pushes him out of the way of the car, Chris. You know, when I got hit by a car, Chris, I I had a bouncing mm-hmm. ball and I bounced it and it hit off the curb and went across the street and that's how I got hit by a car. So where was Yusuke then? Um, where, you know what? That's right. See, that's right. See? I, li- I lived well, anyhow, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because that's 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 you're an absolute unit. But uh, fucking Yusuke takes the full brunt of this car and um, he, he dies like he is declared dead on the scene by the paramedics. And like, but of course, like he's kind of but Yusuke's like spirit is present watching what's going on. He's like, what are y'all doing? Like, I'm not dead. And that's when we're introduced to uh, basically the, uh, the the oarsman of the river sticks, the Grim Reaper herself, or a Grim Reaper, Botan. Um, yeah, much more. Pleasant. And she's the one who kind of much more yes. pleasant Grim Reaper. She's just like an anime witch girl with blue hair. <laughs> yeah, <know>? pretty much. <laughs> who, who rides on a fucking boat paddle instead of a broom? But she's kind of the one to just be like, "Well, you're dead." And also, here's the kicker: had you not, and, and she and she kind of tells him, like, "This is kind of a weird situation because." You weren't like you're not on the books to be dead here, so we got to figure this out. And he's like, "Well, the kid would have been killed," and she's like, mm, "No, he actually would have been fine. He uh, he definitely would have missed the uh, the car. The car would have like missed him, or he would have been able to get out in time." So Yusuke's just like, "Fuck." So yeah, Botan's like, yeah, really? he died for nothing, basically. So sorry about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, and uh, you know, I kind of skipped around a little bit, but one of the other characters we're introduced to here is his is Yusuke as he's heading home from school before the incident. He runs into his rival Kazuma Kuwabara from uh, Sharyaski Junior High, I think is where he's from, and he's just Yusuke's self-appointed rival. And like, I love that the first line these two characters have is Yusuke goes, "Oh, Kuwabara." You're conscious. I'm not used to seeing that. And uh, just proceeds to beat the shit out of him. And uh, and then his friends make it a, a point to say that, you know, Kubar, that makes you a Z, like a zero and 128 versus Yusuke. Like he is O for the fucking century. Um, so 
I don't know. Like, we, we, there's this really cool vibe with Kuwabar that, like, he, he there's something about him that just kind of says that, you know, he's still, he's not going to give up no matter what his intentions are. He's just destined to get pummeled by, uh, by Yusuke Urameshi, which is, you know, Kuwabar always refers to him by his last name. Um, but, Cody, when we have this, um, the, this episode kind of ends with Yusuke's you know, his funeral, I guess his wake, and you know Keiko shows up and is, is grieving. His mom is grieving. Um, but one of the big things is Kuwabara shows up at the wake, and we we kind of get like a really good, like kind of powerfully emotional moment right here off the bat. Like Kuwabara's like, you can't fucking die yet. Like I, I have to beat you first. Like you you can't leave me. Like like almost like brother, you left me. You know what I mean? Like there was just, I don't know. It was kind of a weird moment, but also like a really like profound moment to end this first episode. Like this first episode's really fucking heavy because you just learn Yusuke does not really have the best home life. He, you know, people think he's a piece of shit, but he really has a heart of gold. And like he's important, he's an important part of people's lives, which is kind of, that's a, that's some very re- real world shit, and we're, we're doing this in 1992, by the way. Yeah, I think even Yusuke is surprised by how many people like showed up and mm-hmm. cared. Like even even the kid that he saved, quote unquote, shows up. Yeah, the kid was there. The principal was there. Like, but even like Yusuke kind of felt like he had nothing to live for, and then you know, when, yeah. he, when he's dead and he sees all this, he kind of realizes he's like, okay, maybe I am, you know, maybe I am like, you know, a decent <laughs> enough human, I guess. Um, yep. and, yeah, and which allows him to kind of get a chance to get, I guess, to kind of to, to turn back the clock and fix this. Right, because Botan actually brings us up to speed, and she's like, there's actually a way we can get you back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go meet this kid, Konma, though. <laughs> oh, Koenma, yeah. The son of, uh, of King Yama, which... Kawinma has some really funny moments like as the show progresses, but he's one of my least favorite characters in the show. He is my least favorite. Um, and, you know, not to go too far ahead, the reason I don't like him is I think, Chris, I, I've gotten used to this. Maybe it's just a problem mm-hmm. with me getting older or whatever it is, but I hate when, uh-huh. when they set up rules in a show or a movie uh-huh. and they kind of like break the rules and like <laughs> nothing happens it's, it's a big reason why i really don't like sao um yeah that's a that's a talk for another time though um <laughs> but yeah konma uh, that's the reason i don't like him is because like some of his rules so he, he basically mm-hmm. he tasks he gives yusuke the spirit egg and tells him that yep. you know when this thing hatches you gotta like fight the monster i believe is how it is and then if you beat yep. the monster, you'll get to, you know, come back to your body, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, that rule doesn't matter at all. Uh, I mean, it might matter down the road, but... Uh, that rule is out the window We're going to throw that quickly, egg into which, a fire in, like, two episodes, so who cares? That's, that's <laughs> right. Which, so, and I think that's just kind of like, they're using that as just, like, the platform. Because really, the rest of this episode is, well, because he gets a chance to come back into his go back into his body, he's got to stop the cremation from happening. Because, uh, Cody, as far as everybody who's alive knows, this kid's dead. So, you know, they're, they're ready to just toss his fucking carcass into the oven and throw him in an urn and call it a day. So he's got he's to warn somebody to, like, stop. So, Cody, we get a great, like, fucking uh, a ghost episode here where uh, Yusuke possesses Kuwabara and possesses and and proceeds to run into pretty much everybody who has a fucking problem with Kuwabara. 
Yeah, I think this is probably one of my favorite moments of the show is when he's playing Kuwabara. And just, I mean, oh, it's so great. He's just beating ass. Like, <laughs> and by like the third fight, he's like, Jesus Christ, does everybody have a problem with this guy? Yeah, and he's just trying to make it to Keiko. Yeah, which I, which we get a really cool moment. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to mention that he can like appear to them in their dreams. So, yep. Like he tried talking to Keiko in her dreams, but it was like, you know, it's just a dream. And a weird dream, exactly. Fortunately, Kuwabara like has the I, I don't know what to call it. Like he can detect like, um, like he gets the tickle. He gets the tickle. He yeah, can. He, uh, he has like Spidey senses whenever there's like some some ghost shit or some spirits around, mm-hmm. you know. Which is relevant. Like it's it's actually a super relevant thing to him having like kind of a spirit attunement, which is kind of what allow is literally it's literally that that kind of allows him to continue as a character in this show, which is kind of funny. Yeah, cause, and I kind of figured that was how he kind of sticks around because Kuwabara, mm-hmm. for the most part, he's just a normal kid. You know, he's not a yeah spirit detective and all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he possesses Kuwabara. Eventually, after beating like every group of bullies he can find, eventually gets. And everyone's like, nobody punches like that except Yurameshi. Yep, and you know, eventually makes it to Keiko, um, and Keiko. And there's only one way. Well, Keiko doesn't recognize him. She's like, "Do I know you?" And he's like, "Well, fuck, I got to There's only one way she'll know it's me." And runs up behind her and like grabs her boobs. She turns around and just slaps the fucking dog shit out of him. And she even calls him. She's even like, Yusuke, you pervert. And she's like, oh, oh shit, you're not Yusuke. Yeah, that's how that's how he proves himself. <laughs> Could have gone yep. horribly wrong, but it worked. Um, and then, of mm-hmm. course, Keiko goes and talks to Atsuko, who I believe is Yusuke's mother. Um, oh, the fucking mother of the year. <laughs> Yusuke calls her mother of the year several fucking times <laughs> yeah. throughout the show. There she is, mother of the year. And basically informs her that he's going to come back to life or he's going to attempt to come mm-hmm. back to life. Uh, and then, of course, now Yusuke has like a pulse, even though it's just a dead body. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's just like a like a very faint pulse. Because mom's like, I can I can feel him breathing. It's very like light, but he's alive. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that leads us, uh, and that leads us into a our next episode where I just I want these teachers, Cody. I want these teachers to just get fucking strung up by their feet. But this is this this episode here is actually one of my favorite in the entire show because it's a real big it's a real good Kuwabara episode. Um, so the teachers, you know, while we're trying to figure out, you know, work our way through this ordeal, Kuwabara is kind of getting fucked at school by the teachers. Um, and one of Kuwabara's like friends, what Kurubo or what's his name, Kurubo, Kuru, whatever. Uh, has a part-time job because his family's strapped for cash. His mom's sick, can't work. And the teacher threatens to like, well, you know, you're on, you know, the only reason you can work is you have permission from the school. It's a shame, you know, if somebody were to take that permission away. So you guys can't get into fights for a week. Um, but of course they're part of like a gang. So all they do is getting, all they do is rumble and get into fights. So yeah. And, and, but and, and, is like, it's mm-hmm. not always their choice either. Like these kids mm-hmm. are always just fucking with them. And they gotta like fight to survive immediately. Exactly, and I think which we find out very quickly because Kuwabara like bears the brunt of this for the week. Yeah, and like it seems like the teachers once they find out Yusuke's dead, they're like, "All right, Mm -hmm. now we'll just move on to Kuwabara and fuck with him." (laughs) Like, yeah, get all the riffraff out of the school. Yeah, 
But but Kuwabara, he's able to, you know, he takes a lot of ass whoopings. Like every day he's coming back to school with just more bruises. And because he, he's and like the teachers following him home and Kuwabara is like, I can't fight. Like the bullies will like surround him. And he's like, just do what you got to do, man. I'm not going to fight you back. And they're like, OK, and they just proceed to beat the shit out of him. Um, so he makes it through the week. But then the teacher's like, well, there's a there's a science test coming up next week. And uh, you need to score at least a 50 uh, or we're going to take away his job. And I think Kuwabara got like an eight on the last test or something stupid <laughs> like that. Yeah, he got an eight. And like the other two, his two buddies, like they also did like pretty poorly. And yeah. Yusuke got a 12. Yusuke got a 12. So. Yeah. There's <laughs> that, but so Yusuke is really his whole thing in this is basically he he um he just kind of helps Kuwabara study. Like this is another episode of just Yusuke. Like man, I didn't know Kuwabara was like this. Like Kuwabara is like very very loyal to his friends. Like he could have easily like just been like, well, sorry brother, I'm not gonna get my ass beat by these clowns every day. But he, you know, he, he, the episode's called a promise between men. And he said, look, man, I'm going to make sure you keep your job. I'll take, I'll, I will take whatever comes to me in order to help you out. Um, so he does that. And then while they're, I guess at night, Yusuke is coming to Kuwabara, like kind of like subconsciously and in his dreams and helping him study and yep. Kuwabara, like the next day he takes the test and he's like, I, I know I passed. I wrote my answers down and I checked it out in the book. I know I passed. I got like a, he says he got like a 58 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says he at least got a 58. So he's good. Mm -hmm. um, but of yep. course, Chris, the fucking teachers, that buck tooth fuck, buck tooth motherfucker, guy. dude, I fucking, Chris, <laughs> the show needs to end with him being the main villain and just getting them teeth just fucking kicked in. Like, please. It's just punted to the fucking moon. Because this guy and the other teacher are just the biggest shit stains in the show. And uh, they what they do, they do the classic. They're like, well, you know, it looks like the one comes up to the other one is like, hey, it looks like, uh, looks like you graded this paper incorrectly and like, del like delete some of fucking Kuwabara's answers. And Kuwabara, he calls bullshit. He's like, uh-uh. He's like, I know you erased my answer. And gets ready to, like, hit the teacher. But he's like, fuck, I can't. But what's cool here, Cody, is the whole time, like, while the teachers are plotting, like, the principal's, like, in the background, like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was here. Well, and this is the moment where, like, the principal is like, okay. Well, he, he's about to punch the print, the, the teacher, but used K is able to like reach in and like stop, like don't fucking do it. Yeah, um, stop but school bar from fucking decking him. <laughs> oh man, he would, he would have fucking smashed those teacher's teeth, like just clean through his fucking head. Um, but then that's when the principal comes in is like, okay, I, I, I know what you did. So you need to fucking fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And so cool bar ends up passing, you know, his homie keeps the job and Yusuke kind of gains like, a newfound respect for Kuwabara. You know, it's not just yeah, and, like, and and vice versa, yeah. and and vice versa because like Kuwabara, like the episode ends, like he knows, like he doesn't know that Yusuke is there, but he can feel like he's like okay, and he, he he thanks him at the end of the episode. So really great episode. I think I think this is one of the best episodes in the show. Um, and Cody, well, we're gonna dive right back into episode four. Remember that egg you were talking about? We're about to say bye bye to this egg. Yeah, because th this egg, you know, Yusuke is supposed to do good things to make the. The beast that's gonna hatch from the egg, like mm -hmm. be like less powerful, or you mm -hmm. know, they have some some big dumb rule that doesn't matter because Chris, 
we got Keiko. She's going to Yusuke's house and watching over his body. Um, Meanwhile, the mom just leaves the house a fucking mess. Like, oh, I fucking just yeah. empty, just trash every mom. Mom sucks. Mom is the worst. Yeah, with her with her dead child, who's magically coming back to life. She's just out fucking oh, right. hit, hitting hitting the bars. And so Keiko, and she's even like, she's like, whoa, he's at the bar tonight. <laughs> Yeah, and so Keiko, while Keiko's, you know, taking some time from school to watch over Yusuke's body, uh, but the moment mm. she leaves, Chris, you know, just arsonists are just in the fucking town, just chucking Molotovs in every window they can find. Oh, man. <laughs> Keiko Fuck, walks out to see. and a Molotov cocktail just walks in. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, and the house is fucking just lit up, Cody. Uh, Chris is so fucking. Oh my god! It's one of the dumbest episodes I've ever watched of anime. But <laughs> we go from we go from like one of the best episodes to like the oh shit, we need to go ahead and get Yusuke back in his body so we can start telling like the real story. <laughs> so then give us like just the bullshit like run in chair shot and uh, fucking and then they move on to the next episode. Really, like this one, this 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 is it's so weird how we do go from like the best, one of the best, uh, probably one of the best episodes in this season, if not the best episode to probably the worst. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. So she, of course, like all these fires break out, she sees the smoke. She comes back, realizes <laughs> it's Yusuke's house that's on fire. Um, mm-hmm. Goes in there, you know, tries to save him, but the flames are too hot. And then um, like Koenma and, you know, uh, Oh, what's her name, Chris? I'm I'm blanking. Uh, Botan. 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 They're like, oh, you can, you know, there there's a way to like save her, right? It's like you can either save the girl you isn't love. This isn't this the episode. This is the episode with the uh with the fucking with the with the consultant that's watching uh that's watching them the whole or like watching Yusuke and Keiko or something. You're talking about the other blue haired girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The the fuck she she's literally in this episode and that's it. She's just like. Just, just literally tasked like just with her clipboard to just watch and see what's going on. Yeah, and basically Yusuke has a decision between saving the girl he loves or having a chance to return at life. Those are the two choices, Me? right? Okay, yeah. So he chooses to save the girl he loves by throwing the spirit egg into the fire, which no monster hatches out of. It actually just opens a path of no flames. Um, <laughs> and she just <laughs> Keiko manages to get his body with the help of Kuwabara, who kind of shows up later. Um, you know, Which kinda, is also fucking hilarious when, like, she's got his body wrapped up. Kubar's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing with oh, his dead sick. body? She's like, I'll explain <laughs> later. <laughs> like, he's like, are you sick? Yeah, and so um, he, he saves he saves Keiko and Kubar, and they get his body out of there. Um, mm-hmm. Which somehow, Chris, you know, somehow, according to Koenma, uh, translates to he gets his body back. He gets to return to life. Um, sick. And that and that's that's my I think that's my biggest gripe about the show is like they they put all these dumb rules in their own way like it just it kind of gets in its own way for no reason like well that's not even the that's not even the real rule well it's like it's like first it's like you got to do good things and this egg will hatch you defeat the monster you come back to life right mm-hmm. and it's like well now you can throw the egg into the fire to save Keiko but then you don't get to come back to life so he does that and then it's like okay now you get to come back to life it's like 
What? What are, what are the rules here? <laughs> well, well, Cody, the rules change one more time because in the, the last episode of this first arc, uh, he now needs to be kissed by somebody within 24 hours from now. Yeah, he's got to be kissed by by somebody within 24 hours, Chris, or we have to wait 52. 52 years. <laughs> 52 years. Like, like, oh, what, my Chris, God. When, when Coma brought that rule up, I was like, bullshit. That's literally what I said. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, bullshit. <laughs> Nobody who loves Yusuke shows up by the stroke of midnight. Um, spoiler alert, Keiko shows up late. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Fucking. fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, And that's and after this, I, I like the show a ton. Like, Not that I didn't like the show. It's just they were making these bullshit rules up until episode yeah. six. Where they were yeah. just getting in their own way. It's like <laughs> I don't so know. It's like they they couldn't decide how they. It's like it's like they picked shit out of a hat and they were like, "I like all of these. How can we make this all happen?" Well, we're just gonna fucking make it up as we go. It was like a Cody. It was like they wrote a Mad Libs sheet <laughs> in these two episodes, and they just were like, "Fuck it, we're going with it." Yeah, like I I thought for sure like he was going to do some good things, but he was going to have to do some bad things, and the egg was going to hatch. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going to be just enough strong enough to beat the monster, and you know, then get his body mm-hmm. back. But then they like they just they're like actually new rule. Um, uh, this is how we're going to do it, and this, and then if you don't get smooched in twenty four hours, then fifty two years mm-hmm. later, and it's like, brother, Oma, <laughs> you've lost all respect. <laughs> Nobody believes yeah. you. Okay, you're telling things to Yusuke. He should just be like, "Fuck off, dude. <laughs> I'm getting back in my body. Yeah. Everything you say is a lie." Um, yeah. Well, well, thank God, Cody, because now that Yusuke is back, we have now reached the last bad episode until the final season of the show. So, because from here on, Cody, it is just all just it is all gas and no breaks. Um, there was because, not, there was a small part of me that wanted him. Wanted Kuwabara to have to be the one to make the kiss just for just for comedy <laughs> that scene sakes. was hilarious. <laughs> um, but you know, because he'd never live it down. Yeah, of course it is Keiko. You know, by the end of this day, that makes it to Yusuke, gives him a smooch, oh, and then he comes back to life. And then you know, then he then he helps out Kuwabara. He beats up some mm. some some bullies around them, and we get to see mm. Chris some of Yusuke's new abilities because yeah, he, he sees that like the gang leader is like this. He sees like horns on the top of his head, like only he can see, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, manages to beat his ass. So, um, gives him the old, gives him the old fucking just, just, uh, just the old what's for. Yeah, yeah, beats his ass. Um, <clears throat> and then you know, Konma and Botan kind of bring Yusuke up to speed that you know he's going to be this this spirit detective, which you know kind of cue cue the season one intro there. Um, cause that's right. No more, no more bullshit rules. Yusuke's back in his body. Um, Cohen was the worst yeah. character in, in this show by a country mile. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, the, the mantle of spirit detective becomes incredibly relevant as the show progresses, um, leading into, I mean, it's season three is my favorite one about a former spirit detective. So I can't wait for you to watch that one. Um, so, but yeah, now he's got, you know, he, he is armed with the spirit gun. He's, he's got to go to, he's got his badge and his gun, brother. He is ready. <laughs> and he's given his, uh, he's given, he's given his first task. He has, uh, three, um, three artifacts have been stolen by some thieves and, uh, well, he needs to get them back. 
And Cody, uh, we're going into, I will say we're going into episode seven now and we're introduced to this group of thieves. We're introduced to Hie, Karama, and our throwaway character, Goki. Yeah, I'm glad you um, put it like that. Yeah. So, like, we have two mainstays. We basically, we've got a, I'm trying to think of a, there's got to be a wrestling analogy here, right? Like, this yeah, is like. Bubba Ray and Devon, and then there's Spike Dudley. <laughs> Spike Dudley, exactly. Just he's, the old. He's, he's taking all the bumps, but, you know. That's right. And Goki definitely is the one who takes all the bumps. Um, so, and they've got their three artifacts are there's the orb of Bost, which basically like, I want to say like sucks the souls out of people. Then you have the, the forlorn hope, which can like save somebody, but at the cost of a human sacrifice. And he has the, um, like the, the, there's some kind of sword, like the, what is that? I forget what it's called. Um, uh, um shit. the shadow sword. Like the, Shadow Sword, yep. which can like turn other people into zombies, into, into into demons. I believe that's yeah, what it yeah, does. I, I believe it can it can it has the power to turn any human it strikes into the like, yep. like not like a high demon. It's like a like the the, the basic like bare bones demon. They mm-hmm. they make sure to say it's like the lowest level of demon. Yeah. Yep. So so Yusuke he he, he finds the first he, he runs into Goki and Kurama, but you know Kurama we learn really quickly he's like. Hey man, uh, like he he kind of he talks to Hiei and Goki and is like, I'm just I'm removing myself from this partnership because Kurama has his own thing going on, which we'll get to. Um, but Goki's the first one up up to bat against Yusuke, and Cody he beats the shit out of Yusuke. Yeah, he transforms into his big demon form, and I mean he just yeah, just just brain. fucking Yusuke ain't shit. Yeah, yeah Yusuke it, ain't shit. He wake, Yusuke wakes up in his fucking bed. He yeah. gets beat so bad. Yeah, Botan fortunately like. <laughs> distracts Goki so it'll like run off like she like pretends to be like somebody hey, there's like a group of villagers there. coming yeah. she's yeah. like echoing her voice and th- yeah making it seem like a group of villagers come she's like and Goki's like well fuck I, I, I don't want to deal with all this so he runs off he wakes up in bed the next day and like you know he's, he's kind of fucked up but I want to say this is where he runs in I, I can't remember he goes back to fight Goki he finds Goki again fights him and beats him this time I think this is where they teach him the uh, the spirit gun. I think it's the yeah, okay. I think gotcha. Teaches him that, um, which the spirit gun is basically like he can use all of his energy once you know once a day he can shoot this gun, um, which gets thrown out the window also very quickly as he becomes <laughs> more powerful. Yeah, they say once a day. I think he first uses it on the on the teacher who's being a dick to him. Or mm-hmm. like, no, the te- This is when the teacher's like. You know, just beating the shit out of Yusuke, and the principal's just like casually, like, "Are you sure you did that?" Or like, I can't even remember what it was. Chris, he was mm-hmm. like, "Like, oh, they tried to frame Yusuke for like stealing all the items in the class because he finally yeah, which which Yusuke. were in the fucking teacher's pocket." Yeah, when he finally turns back to class, yeah, and this is where we get Yusuke has like the 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 spirit the the spirit uh the spyglass or whatever yeah, yeah where you can see that the item is in the the teacher's pocket. And yeah, that's yep. Because he, he gets a few items. Yeah, and that's when he first uses the spirit gun is on the teacher, so he can get revenge mm-hmm. on the teacher without technically touching him, right? Um, yeah, and then of course he he goes back and fights Goki, um, defeats him with the spirit gun. Um, pretty much, Chris, we're spirit gunning our way through the rest of these episodes, to be honest. Like <laughs> we we really are, we really are. But uh, so he after after he beats Goki, gets the orb of boss, saves the girl, gets the crown, saves the town, and Mister Krabs. Um, he meets up with Karama, and Karama basically tells me, he's like, look, 
I have no problem giving myself up and you can have, uh, but you can have this back, but I'm using this forlorn hope to save my mother. And Yusuke is like, what you have, you have a who, and we get a little bit of Karama's backstory. Uh, you know, you know, he was a demon Fox. He gets like, his soul is like, an, like I want to say it's a, he becomes like a human child named Suichi. Um, mother gets sick. Like Karama's actually a good kid. Like Karama's actually a really good guy. Um, and he, and he really wants to use the, he wants to use this to save his mother and they go visit his mother in the hospital. Um, and I want to say he actually, Yusuke actually gives some of his life force to the forlorn hope. So nobody has to die yeah. and that his mom and that the mom will live. So like, you know, and this actually ultimately leads, leads to, you know, since Karama, you know, yes, Karama stole this, but, and he also helps out against TA later, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, like, this keeps Karama out of trouble. Yeah. Basically the doctor's like, your mother's going to die today. And he's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, we're using the forlorn hope right now. And we're and, fucking using it today. And Yusuke helps out and, you know, mom gets saved and all that stuff. So now we, we've got two of our artifacts back, Chris. And now. But, uh, but he, he breaks the, uh, and he breaks the cardinal rule, brother. He, uh, he goes ahead and, uh, he, he realizes that, you know, Yusuke is like, all right, this guy's, this guy's, all right, this guy's kind of a, kind of a deal. So um, we need to figure this out. So he has like some demon whisper in his ear, like, "Hey, that's Keiko. You might want to go. Uh, you know, he's she's very close to him. Why don't you go ahead and kidnap her?" And uh, he sure does. Yeah, which is and uh, we get like a really good fight here with uh, Hie using the Jagan eye. And this is, I want to say this is one of the only times we see Hie turn to like his demon form. Yeah, he turns into his little and gets some horns and stuff. He's got his third eye. He's- He's got eyes all over his body. He's putting, or no, he gives the, he gives, he like possesses Keiko partially, where she gets like the third eye up top. Yep. Um, and so like Botan's like using her powers to stop that from happening, while Yusuke is like kind of getting his ass beat. But Chrissy manages to fucking, with the help of Karama as well. Um. Yep. He manages to to shoot (laughs) the spirit gun off of the uh. Forlorn hope. Oh, oh, forlorn yeah, off the mirror, and, and it gets EA in the back. And he gets him with the old fucking Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, off the rafters, off the bleachers, backboard, nothing but net for the Big Mac. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool because like the forlorn hope is actually like a mirror, really. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, he, you know, he learns something new, and you know, they're like, "How'd you, you know, afterwards after defeating him and getting the item back?" Um, Karama's like, "How do you know that would work?" He's like, "I didn't." which is so great because cody that is fucking (laughs) par for the course for use k for literally the rest of the show yeah like and i think oh man i I have a i don't mind it here but i have a gripe about some of the next coming fights that happen um where (laughs) use k is just going to continuously just get saved by bullshit and i'm just going to have to deal with it (laughs) well dude there's some there's some fights in the dark tournament like he there's one fight in particular one of the i think one of my one of my favorite fights with one of my favorite side characters, not Chu, but Jin. And, uh, like these fighting use case, like no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm just making it up as I go. And he is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and use case is like, whatever, dude. So like that, that is literally use case whenever he's in like dire straits for the rest of the show. So he is very much a, if his pants kind of, I think I just have to get used to like used to that and get used to like the comedy behind it. Oh yeah, because yeah, like the next fucking the next like three he got fights, no plan. The next like three fights are just like he wins off via bullshit. Um, 
but you know it is yep. it is what it is um yep so he gets the artifacts back uh he uh, i want to say karama ends up not getting uh you know they, they turn turns the criminals over karama actually ends up being pardoned for, oh, for good behavior like, doing the right thing for good behavior yeah yes. i can't remember that he gets locked up doesn't he i think he he technically does but we know that's only for yeah, yeah, we know he. Uh, That's like a four-episode lockup. You know, it's like <laughs> he's got he's got the old fucking file in the cake brought to him, so he gets out of that real fast. Yeah, we'll but you, um, see you on episode fourteen. You know, <laughs> exactly. And we're gonna finish off here, Cody, with pretty much the last arc we're gonna cover today, and this is the Genkai tournament. Um, Poenma tells Yusuke that hey, there's a um. There's a tournament I want you to enter, um, and it's going to allow you to. Um, the winner of this tournament is going to learn the techniques of Genkai, who is a basically a master psychic. Genkai becomes a very major character for the rest of the show, um, and Koenma's like, well, you know, the reason I'm having you go here is there is somebody else there. There is a demon named Rando, which the whole fucking Rando. Um, <laughs> We can never that say also, this rando guy. Like it'll always bring up rando. Always, <laughs> that, dude, every time I hear when somebody calls somebody a rando, this is literally who I think <laughs> of because it's it's kind of funny because he is kind of rando he, because he he what he does is he steals like he basically steals all of these techniques and creates them as his own, which is really, really cool that he can do that. Um, I want to say he's like the master of like nine. He's, he's like Chris Jericho, the master of thousand and one holds and like nine of them are arm bar. So <laughs> yeah, taking back to old nature there for you. Yeah. And I, and I think Rando actually, you know, the way you put that, Chris, it actually like, I, I wouldn't think you would get like, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Characters like uh, Kakashi from mm -hmm. Naruto. Um, he's the copycat yes. ninja. Like I think yeah. Rando is kind of like one of those like you know nods to that or like inspirations to that character, which Kakashi obviously like you know one of the most famous anime characters ever. Yeah. Um, you know maybe he wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Rando because I don't know I don't think there's anybody in Dragon Ball that like copies techniques or anything. Like that. There really isn't, not that I can other, think of. Like, other I'm, than I'm, I mean, you, you get like maybe an occasional like Kamehameha from you know somebody else, but. Yeah, Cell is literally the only one who like copied a technique that I can think of. Like, remember he copied Goku? Yeah, I think you said he copied Goku's Kamehameha. That was literally. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think Rando... he was like, "Oh, that's how you do it." But yeah, Rando is literally like the OG. Like, I'm gonna steal your shit and I'm gonna use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he, he right. goes to this tournament with our boy Kuwabara, Chris. Yeah, he sees him there and he's like, "Fuck, man!" And Kuwabara is actually seeking to learn more about like his tickle and thing, you know, and, they, and his kind of thing. And um, so the first and there's a, I mean, Cody, we have every fucking Street Fighter character. We have Chris. the whole fucking World Warrior cast here. Chris, I was at this tournament. I was googling like crazy. I'm like, there's like first the first one's Zangief that pops up, and I'm like. Okay, uh -huh. that's literally Zangief standing behind them. I'm like, there's no, like, we're, they're not even like trying to like pretend it's not Zang like he's got the scar on his chest, everything. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I'm surprised he didn't German soup like somebody. <laughs> like, and then like Dude. the the like the next scene you see like Dahalism from the side, and then the next scene it's like you see, like Ryu, you see e Honda's <laughs> fucking thong pulled up his ass. I'm like, uh -huh. I'm like, what's going on? And then you see Chun Li walking up the steps. I'm like, okay, like. What's going on? like? And that's when I I started googling. I'm like, how many Street Fighter characters make an appearance 
<laughs> all of them. Yeah. Fucking all of them. Yeah. And uh, so what Ginkai does to narrow down the field, Cody, is she gives everybody like, it's like a, what is it? A draw or like a raffle or lots. They have to draw lots. And basically she says, if you have a red piece of paper, you move on to the next round. And everybody's like, what the fuck is this? So it's luck. But Ginkai's like, you know, we, we hear her internal monologue where she's like, well, no, you fucking dummies. Uh, if you have, you know, the right amount of spirit energy, you will actually turn the paper red when you touch it. So. And our boys, our who, boys get through. Yep. And they're both just like, fuck. Yeah, unfortunately, all the Street Fighter characters don't make it on to the next round, but, you know. They do not. But also, too, like, two big old fucking go- goons from the fucking mountain are like, oh, they, we shouldn't, we should have a chance. We're big and strong, and, you know, a piece of paper shouldn't thing. And, of course, like, Genkai just proceeds to just fucking send them packing. Yeah, and then I believe the next thing they have to do is, is this where they have to run through, like, the forest or yes. run to where she's at? Um Yep. So we're basically making. We're Cody. This is this is Swiss rounds right now. We've got to. We're, we're we're this is Swiss rounds with a top eight cut. They've got to make it from like through the woods or over across this plane and meet with Genkai on the other side. And the first eight that arrive are basically the finalists and go to the next part. And um, I want to say the first one to arrive is actually Kuabara. Yeah, Kuabara leading the pack, man. Um, That's right. And then our fucking green-haired ninja guy who, look, the, what I what I really like here, Cody, is the whole time they make, because this guy, because they did all of like, I'm sorry, before they did this, they had to go in and do like all the different like tests with like the, like the Ginkai's like arcade, right? With like the fucking punching bags okay. and the karaoke. Okay, that's my bad. I couldn't remember which one came first. I forgot right? all about that. Yeah. yeah they, they did the, the punching game and like the Rochambeau game and the... Uh, karaoke games and you had to like pass two of those first which i thought was really cool i thought that would have been a really good moment to to, you know just fully lean into the street fighter references but they didn't Um, yep breaking the car and breaking the dude i thought we were fully i thought we were fully leaning in um (laughs) (laughs) but unfortunately not but it was cool to see him play like the arcade games and stuff and then they did the the next thing where they got to run through the forest um, and I think it's yep. Yusuke is the only one that actually goes through like the the woods. You know, yeah, it's like the forest of death, or you know, they call it some dumb. Thing. Yep. Um, and well, and also too, while well, while they're before that, while they're doing the uh, arcade games, there's this one guy. He, he's like wearing like a karate gi and like has like the green hair, like, and he's doing very well. Like he is like top of the charts on like damn near everything. Like, uh, like he's like just slightly better than Yusuke in a lot of things, and. What I really like here, Cody, is the whole time they're making us think like this is random, right? Like this has to be random, right? Yeah, yeah they're really they're laying it up for us. They're like, oh, this is, but mm. they're 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 trying to deceive us, right? The creators, the, the the misdirection. But uh, and he and also of course he's the second guy that shows up after Kuabara at the you know at the finish line. And uh, we do get a great moment here where Yusuke is the only one who goes through the woods because he's the only one who takes a street. He's like the quickest way to get there is a straight line, brother. So he runs and goes through the woods and he's met with fucking uh, the old fucking man bat, whatever his name is. dude. (laughs) Fucking Baltock. I fucking love it. Uh, Yeah, and And then Yusuke (laughs) makes quick work of this fucking Baltock. Dude, well, what's so funny is like Genkai's like, all right, well, fucking time's up, and Kuubar's like, where's Yusuke? Like, what happened? And uh, like, right at like the last fucking, or like, he's even late here, Cody. Like, like, uh, like Keiko was late. Yusuke's a little late here, 
but he shows up and Ginkai's like, what, you just came through the woods? And he and she's like, there's like a demonic man bat that lives there. And Yusuke's like, oh, you mean Baldock? Oh, I fucking left that guy just hanging. And like, you just see him like fucking strung up from the trees by his wings. So great. Yeah, by this point, Chris, I had given up on the rules of this show. I was like, oh, yeah. Yusuke's getting into this next arc. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um. Absolutely. But yeah, she she makes an exception, you know, of course, like everyone. Oh, can we talk about the guy with the ninja with the fucking knot with the SWAT <laughs> stick on his head? Can we talk about that guy for a second? Chris, we were talking about this in our in our in our like Final Fantasy Discord the other day. Uh-huh. I was talking with Sam and KP, and I was like, dude, I, I I was like, why does this guy have a fucking swastika on his forehead? I'm like, there's no way this was shown. On Cartoon Network, and I guess like it was not. It I guess was back, definitely not. Back in Toonami, they did edit that. Um, but it's like a. But it's, it's, it's not a quite Buddha. a. It's like a flip swastika, or I don't know. I yep. Sam, Sam Tool, you know, bless his heart, he gave me the whole like religious spiel about which one yes, meant which. Yeah, it's like it's like a Buddhist, um, which is which is kind of funny, Cody. You know, not to go on a history lesson here, like it, that was actually something that the Nazis borrowed from, like that because they they like. Hitler was really big into like mysticism and cultism and he looked at a lot of different religions which is really fucking funny considering how much of a fucking just just anti-semite he was just such a piece of shit but it's like you borrow from that like that's what you're gonna borrow from yeah yeah no I I, I Chris I got my history lesson from the tool man this week yeah <laughs> he explained it. I was like I was like man he constructed a history lesson for you I was like maybe this is random because he's I mean but it, it, you know, the, the misdirections were everywhere. <laughs> it was hard to tell which one Rando was. <laughs> but, but yeah, that guy. Man. That guy was when he showed up. I was like, uh, it might be him. He might. He might be the bad guy. <laughs> they didn't show this on Toonami at all. <laughs> yeah, you had you had to watch the fucking Midnight Run to see that. One hundred percent. But yeah, it's it's these eight guys. There's a couple more like throwaway guys that you know are losing their first round. Um, yeah, there's like the like the the Jubei guy, like the fucking uh, the 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 samurai guy, which Kuwabaro actually fights. Because now these there's now a, a top eight fucking bracket, Cody. We're we're in turn. It's tournament time. Our first tournament of Yu Yu Hakusho. And first, I want to say we've got Kuwabara versus uh, I call him Jubei because he has like the eye patch and the two. Like, he is he is he's got like the wooden sword. That's like that's how he can like harness his spirit energy. Um, and while he's fighting, like the sword breaks and Kuwabara picks up the tip <laughs> and he actually creates his own spirit sword from the tip of this sword. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it almost looks like a lightning kind of sword. You know, Kuwabara, mm-hmm. the original flame swordsman. Um, absolutely, man. But yeah. He, Fucking he, spirit sword, baby. Spirit sword. Get long, brother. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be coming up on the, uh, that's going to be coming up in the next arc, baby. Spirit sword, get long. I can't wait. The the fucking Monster Beast Donuts coming up next. Get ready for that. But yeah, Kuwabar manages to beat him. And then we have uh, the Nazi guy manages to beat whoever he beats. Um, then we have the little guy that kind of, he reminds me of Krillin. Yeah, he also uh, Shorin is his name. He also yeah, Shorin. He also reminds me of a character from Hunter Hunter, which I know these are made by the same mm-hmm. guy. Um, yep. So you can like the eyes remind me of this one character from Hunter Hunter, which if we ever cover that, mm-hmm. I'll I'll point out who it is. You'll know who it is when you see him. Um, Absolutely. But he he beats his guy narrowly, and then it's Yusuke versus who we think Rando is, um, which is yep. actually I don't even know the green haired guy. 
Um, yeah, which tells us right off the bat that this is not rando, right? I was like, there's no way they're going to have you escape tonight rando in the first round. And uh, Cody, here, here, here's your, uh, your next bullshit moment. Oh, yeah, Chris. Well, first of all, this guy, the green-haired guy, who, like, he's, oh, he already looks cool. He's doing well on all the physical tests. He has this, like, he's like, oh, I got this mask that lets me see in the dark, which is super convenient for this tournament. I built it. My, I made it myself. That we're having in the dark right now. No idea this was going to happen. But Oh, man, good good thing I brought this with me, huh? Yeah, and uh, Yusuke manages, like, Yusuke randomly shoots him with the, uh, with the spear gun, I think is what he hits him with. Um, yep. And it's like, how did Yusuke see him? And then they're like, oh, Yusuke picked up Genkai's old cigarette that she flicked, and he put it in his belt loop. And I'm like, why didn't we see any of that? <laughs> like, I watched the whole episode. <laughs> you I just, didn't see you this just at all. Shooed that in. I was like, okay, so Yusuke's going to have this bullshit thing for a little while. Um, yeah, Yusuke <laughs> manages to defeat him, and then we move on to. Uh, the next round, which is Yusuke versus the Nazi guy, um, yep. and Kuwabara versus Shorin. Yep. Because um, I want to say we get Yusuke versus the Nazi guy first, and um, Yusuke, this guy this is actually a really cool fight because Yusuke ends up because um, the 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 ninja has like these shurikens that can basically hone in on their target and they'll chase them to the ends of the earth. Um, but I forget what Yusuke does oh, to Chris, basically make the shurikens go back and. Don't target worry, him. Don't worry, because I got you, brother. He he slips and falls <laughs> in like a puddle in the ground. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> the shurikens hit it. the Nazi guy and blow up. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, don't, don't worry. This is what I'm just like. I'm exactly like, how we drew it up, brother. <laughs> yeah. Like twice in one episode, we get just bullshit wins. I'm like, okay, this might be the, you know, an ongoing theme here. Um, yeah. Then, Chris, we get a serious note when Kuwabara faces Shorin. Um, Brother Short and, and Kubar is like take, taking the wood to him, and then we realize, uh, well, okay, this is Shorin is not who he appears to be. It looks like we have met Rando because Cody. Then he proceeds to just beat the dog shit out of Kubara. Yeah, beats his ass, and then like does some crazy, him. some crazy honey. I shrunk the kids spell, <laughs> and fucking just is like breaking his arm and like crushing him in his hands. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> He's destined for the side character Hall of Fame. You can't kill him. <laughs> Don't do that. No, he he, he, break, he breaks him good, like ribs, and like hey, this is a big moment where like you're like, oh shit! And even Yusuke is like, what the fuck, dude? And stop. Um, and Yusuke's like telling uh, telling Genkai like, hey, stop him. And she's like, I won't interfere. It's like it's like you old uh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to give your power to some shithead? Like she's like, and she's I like, guess so. Like yeah, she will not interfere. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have our finals, Chris. We got Yusuke versus Rando. Um, yep, and Rando looks really cool, man. He's got like the fucking, he's got like almost like Kabuki style look to him. And uh, this is actually a really cool fight. Um, yeah, Shorin, Shorin has the, changed uh, forms now. He has become his like demon Rando. Yeah, he's not like yeah, the cool Rando like, young curling martial artist guy anymore. <laughs> he's casting no, he spells just like a, and doing all kinds of crazy shit. That's right. And not only that, Cody, he steals fucking Yusuke's spear gun. Yeah, he's shooting the spear gun all all day long. It's like, what's going on, dude? Yeah. He's just fucking. He is just fucking gun. Like like Frank Reynolds, man. Just anyway, I start blasting, <laughs> and then we got the hate fish. Like we, th this is actually a really cool. I think the hate fish are bullshit. Oh, but hate, like, um, the hate fish is is you know, he Rando has a bunch of cool abilities, but he like he gets he like spawns these like hate fish in which are in this lake, 
and that conveniently he, located he, where they're fighting. He like throws a demon in there, and like the demon just it's just bones. Like these are like piranha. Yeah, fish. they're called hate fish, which is the worst named things in anime history, fish. maybe. Um, but of course, like Yusuke gets. I, I feel like somebody was like in a meeting, like uh, let's have these fish, and I was like, I hate fish, hate fish, perfect. That's what they're called, dude. Chris, I was on the Yu Yu Hakusho Reddit, and they were give it. I mean, they were. Some of the funniest shit I've ever read. Like, all the different <laughs> names that were already taken, so they had to go with Hate Fish. Like, <laughs> it, it is, it's a great time if you ever, if you ever venture onto the, oh, <laughs> to the dark side of Reddit. <laughs> That's a big ass. That's a big <laughs> ass. But yeah, like, Yusuke, get, he like ties up Yusuke and throws him in, and the fish just like, I mean, it's like they were man-eating piranhas, and they just like, Ah, eh, we're kind of full right now, so we're just gonna fuck off for a little bit, and then yeah. while that's while Yusuke's like drowning, not getting eaten by the piranha fish, like Kuwabara can now suddenly just like cough up his spirit energy, and like it just flies to Yusuke. <laughs> like, a brother, spirit bomb, bro. It's a spirit bomb, man. Yeah, look, Kuwabara learned a lot about himself after getting his fucking ribs broken <laughs> and his arm broken. Yeah, so Kuobara's soul travels to motivate Yusuke to keep going. I was like, what the fuck ever, bro? Like, whatever you guys want to do, you guys are winning this fight. It doesn't matter. That's right. Um, <laughs> and then, like, Rando goes to do his shrinking technique. Um, um, but, like, Yusuke, like, somehow tricks him, and then, like, Rando becomes the one that gets shrunk. Um Oh, then he fucking hits him, Cody, with the people's elbow to finish this <laughs> off. Yeah, Rando tries to run away as his little mini version, and yeah, Yusuke hits him with the people's elbow. Yusuke's like, well, gravity's about to take over, because Yusuke's like fucking spent. He is out of here, and just, just drops him with the fucking people's elbow on the small of the back, and that's it. It's over. Yeah, and that is, Yusuke is the winner of the little tournament, and becomes the student of Genkai for, we, we didn't know, Chris, this was six months. Oh, that's right. Because also, too, we forgot. Because uh, this is very important, Cody. Because boat, because go, uh, fucking Yusuke didn't want to do this bullshit, but Botan bribed him with a fucking ticket to the wrestling, the fucking Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome. But he's got tickets to Mania. He's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, Chris, he's he's gonna miss out on Tanahashi in the fucking main event, unfortunately. That's right, brother. Or whoever was wrestling in 1992. Because I have oh. no fucking idea. <laughs> oh man, I have no clue. Even, was, Tana big even Tanahashi was only like fucking nineteen or something back then. So I we'll just say it was the Great Muda versus Jushin Thunder Liger at the fucking <laughs> Tokyo Dome, right? But uh, and Botan, he's like, "Hi, Botan, I did it. Where's my fucking ticket?" And Gintai's like, "Oh, you're not going anywhere. You're yeah. stuck here for six months." And he's like, "Bullshit." Yeah, and apparently, Chris, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we follow these wiki pages. It says it's mm -hmm. a month in the in the in the subbed version, but in the English dub, it's uh -huh. six months. So, you know, for what okay. it's worth, there's that. Um, I think six months sounds better. It sounds more intense. Yeah, a month doesn't sound like shit. Like, uh, if we're only training for a month, we could have gone to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, that's that's some Rex Kwando shit there. Yeah, and so you know, Genka heals up Kuwabara, and mm -hmm. you know, this is where we leave off, Chris. You know. Um, Yusuke is entering training with um, Genkai, which I'm I'm assuming we're kind of kind of like we're gonna skip that part. Like we're gonna like the show itself is gonna be like yeah. So we trained with her for six months, and here we are. Like, yeah, that's exactly Cody. That's exactly what happens, which is why I, one of the things I love the most about Yu Hakusho, show. There's multiple times where it's like, all right, 
this thing is coming up or an event like uh, when they go, you know, not to jump the gun here, but when they go into the dark tournament, it's like, Hey, this thing takes place, you know, six months from now. And they're like six months have passed. They're all trained up. Like you get like a real quick, like montage okay. of them training. And they're like, and the narrator goes and just like that, six months have passed. And I was like, hell yes. The narrator, yes. The narrator is looking out. <laughs> is what that Dude, is. the fucking na- narrator is going to go in the side character hall of fame just for that <laughs> line right there. And <laughs> just like that, Chris, six I, months have passed. I've watched hundreds of episodes of training, basically just training montages. Brother, I don't need the hyperbolic time chamber again. Yeah, like <laughs> we just we can just say they trained. It's fine. Like we don't actually. Yeah, need we to know see what, it. we know what they're doing. Yeah, we're Which, good. You know, there are some anime that have taken that and kept that kind of. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a time skip, but like they they skip the BS, right? Like even mm-hmm. in in like an anime like Fairy Tale, much more modern. Um, you know, like twenty tens anime. Like there's a big tournament coming up, coming up, and they're like, "All right, I guess it's time for us to start training for the next, you know, three months." And then the next episode is like the start of the tournament. It's like perfect. Thank you. Thank for, God. Thank you for not showing us. Like, you know, it would have been cool to see a bunch of our like favorite characters fight, but like, I'm good. Yeah, I, don't Yo, mean... yeah, I, I know what they're doing. It's fine. Like, give me like, like, like they do in Yu Yu Hakusho. They give us like a a little like five like a little five minute montage of what each character is doing and maybe like a good comedic line yeah, here and, and there but and that's all i need to see let me know they're going through the shit to or, get to because that's all like literally that that five minute scene cody is ginkai just beating the shit out of yusuke for like five minutes yeah or then like maybe later on when they're in like dire straits we can have a little flashback of like something we haven't yes. seen it's like perfect absolutely that's all, that's all i needed i don't you know unless it's a fucking we're learning the Kamehameha or the Rasengan or something like. Mm-hmm. I don't. Need I don't. Need, I don't need the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. need to see you fucking hitting a punching bag for fucking three straight episodes or something. Um, exactly. And and Cody, that's that's thir- that's the first thirteen episodes. And I can again, like I said, that like that's it's all gas from here because the next what we're gonna see next to round out season one for the net last twelve episodes for next week's cast, Cody, is we're gonna watch them fight the beasts of May's castle, which is uh, it's. Byako, Sheryu, Suzaku, who's the leader, and God, God, what's his name? I, fucking Guando, Gabo, whatever the fuck his name is. He, the, the, the shitty one that's going to be beat first. Okay. The, the stone beast. <laughs> the stone beast. The one that, the one, and we get to see Farama just beat the shit out of this guy, so it's going to be really cool. So they're um, all they're all losers in my book, Chris. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, this is this is what we're, we're first going to see, Cody. Kind of like the big shonen theme, where you see this a lot in shonens moving forward. We've got our team of good guys assembled because you know they go to this castle with Hiank, like the gangs all assembled. Yeah, I saw that. And, I saw them in the uh, like, and not to go off on a tangent, but like the no, go ahead. like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't skipping the like next time on Yu Yu Hakusho kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they show you just enough, but don't spoil it. But like, you definitely see that like Rama and Hie are going to be involved in this next adventure for, for the gang. Yep. yep. And then we we have this thing, which again, it's a it's a shonen staple where we've got the good guys, and then there's a team of bad guys with the exact same number huh. as the team of good guys. Huh. So you know, every somebody's going to step up and be like, "I've got this one. This guy's mine. I'm going to fight this guy, and Yusuke is going to fight the leader." Nothing wrong with that, you know. 
Yeah. And these are all great fights. I mean, what two of them are kind of quick, but the Kuwabara Biako fight, I think is really, really cool. Cause it's a lot of it. It's very like, you can see a lot of like soon to be inspiration. Like that. This is going to inspire a lot of video game fights. Cause a lot of what they do, Cody is not direct, but it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Cause then we have that. Yeah, the the Maze Castle arc is really really cool. Then we then we're introduced to kind of the big protagonists for the next couple of next season and a half, I would say, the Tagoro brothers. Um, so and then that's going to take us right into the dark tournament, and then right into the fucking dark detect. Oh god, it's so good, Cody! I'm humping the wall. It's so good. There's so much good <laughs> shit coming up. I say you got to keep it spoiler free here, Chris. Come on now. Oh, brother, there's so much good stuff coming up. But uh, the second half of season one is excellent, which leads us perfectly into season two, which is just, oh, so many great side characters. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I mean, this version, I know I had some gripes, uh, mostly just Konma and his bullshit rules that don't matter. And yeah, um, you know, it seems like Yusuke winning via bullshit is going to be kind of just the theme. Um, which mm-hmm. is, it's fine. It's just going to be, a, a you know, it's something I'm going to have to deal with. You know, at least it's not Konma yeah. making more rules. Right. Yeah. Um, it's ultimately Yusuke just being kind of a fucking knucklehead and it's just like, well, I'm going to try some shit and I hope it works. Where us, I, the viewer, know it's going to work. I right. Think that's, I think that's, um, I don't know. I think that's cooler than like, you know what, uh, a Saitama just, oh, he's going to punch him once. Cool. All right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd, I guess I'd rather have, you know, a joke win or like a fluke win or something like that than. Mm-hmm. You know, him just spirit gun, spirit gun, spirit guns. Like, it would be very boring. Well, well, that's what happens. Like, well, like, Yusuke will, like, break out the spirit gun. He's like, well, if if it's going to kill me, then fuck it. We're just going to do We're going to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like. I'm definitely hmm. excited for it. Uh, As long as Konma doesn't actually try to, you know, try to put a rule down ever again. Um, Last I saw Konma, he was getting 100 spankings from his daddy, so. A great place for him. Yeah. Great place for him. Yeah, he needs to but, stay uh, there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he should. Quinma comes back, and he uh, he has Quinma from like this point on has a lot. He's nothing but comedic moments. Uh, and we're inter- and we, I know we saw him briefly. Uh, we're introduced to our boy, like the the only the only person really worth watching the Quinma scenes. My man George. Is George one of the the colors? George is George is George is he's the ogre. George okay. is the blue ogre that's always with him. George is the fucking man. Jo- okay. George definitely. If, if we would have watched Yu Yu Hakusho, I might have put George on the fight. Like, George is up there with like Moomin Rider as far as like <laughs> fucking like like sweet summer like protect this man at all costs side characters. <laughs> because because what George does for the rest of the show, Cody, is call Kawinma out on his shit. Oh, where was he in the first five episodes? That's what I'm saying, dude. I think that's what they realized. They were like, all right, Quinn was full of shit. We need somebody like to be like, brother, what are you doing? And you're, you're, you're just dumb. Yeah, that, you're, that is literally George. Brother, your rules don't matter. Well, I'm looking dude, forward to George, seeing more of George then. Dude, <laughs> George is the fucking goat. He is the absolute fucking, just an absolute fucking comedic unit. And I fucking love it. So you're saying we need a George Funko Pop, Chris? Is that what Goddamn right we do. If they have one, I would buy. If they have one, I it will be on my desk within minutes. They don't. They but do George have, is. They do have Yu Yu Hakusho uh, Funko Pops, but they are very pricey. So. Uh, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, very expensive. Um, but yeah, Chris, that yeah, is. I will. That is the first 13 episodes. Um. It's definitely great. I'm, I imagine we keep the intro. Do we keep the outro the whole way through? Oh, uh, bro. Um, we keep the outro through the whole way. 
we get a new outro in season two, which is a little more like boppy and very like, I feel like you should be doing the twist to that one. It's still very good, but it's, we, we, the, brother, the intro stays the whole. Okay. So let me go off on this quick tangent before we wrap up. You know how most animes, when you go to a new season or like a new story arc, they change the intro? You, Hakusho said, fuck that. We know we've got a fucking, just an absolute banger, certified hood classic. So, Cody, they keep that shit all the way through until the show is done. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, Chris. I mean, it, it is again, the, it stays the whole fucking time. Again, this show is made by the same creator that made uh, Hunter Hunter. If I'm, I, I mm-hmm. believe, I yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, let me just go to his thing just so I don't sound like a complete idiot. Yeah, also made Hunter Hunter. Uh, Hunter mm-hmm. Hunter does the same thing except. Um, it uses different verses of the song, like it's the mm-hmm. same intro song the whole way through. But like every now and again, or every like season or arc or whatever, you'll get like you'll get like the beginning part, and then you'll get like the next mm-hmm. verse of the song. So you know he 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 knows how to write the good songs, Chris. He he knows what he's doing. Um, Goddamn right. All we all, the only thing that changes throughout the seasons are the visuals. I was gonna say, on, I, I heard the, yeah. the animation picks up. Oh, brother. There are some moments like because I watched it on Funimation. And what's weird about Funimation, Cody, is if you've never watched Yu Yu Hakusho before, I do not recommend watching it on Funimation because between each episode, they show you clips from like future seasons. And it's like, like I'm watching it, like I'm watching episode 12 and they're showing me a clip from season three. And I'm like, brother, what are you doing? Or they show me a clip from like the tournament. I'm like, dude, I was like, if I was watching this the first time I'd be pissed. Was that like during the intro or like when, when were they showing this? Like I watched between episodes, like between episodes. Like if you watch it on Funimation and you finish an episode before it goes to the next episode, you'll get like, it'll be like, clip season three clip two and i'm like what the fuck is this weird yeah i mean i watched it on yeah. hulu so i didn't have to deal with none of that but yeah it's good to know though yeah watch it on yeah hulu, do not guys. watch it on funimation yeah do not hulu watch it on Fun- if, you, if you've seen it if you've seen it before funimation's great because i was actually fine with it because it's like i again i've seen these sh- like i'm seeing clips from like my favorite parts of the show so i was like oh fuck there's the the hea fight there's this fight there's the you know like I'm like reliving some of my favorite moments, but if I had watched this show the first time, I'd be like, "Brother, what is this?" Well, I'm definitely glad that I uh, I watched it on Hulu then. So, uh. yeah. But what I said all that to say, yes. Oh my God, go to the anime for for an anime for an anime that's like twenty, thirty years old. The animation is very, very good. Like in the later, uh, pretty much moving forward, the the animation's like top shelf. Yeah, KP was telling me that like. I guess when they first started animating it, like in Japan, they were unsure of how popular it would be, and then when it got when it picked up and got popular, they like severely. They like, got that real money up the up, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for these next twelve episodes. Again, guys, we're going to be finishing so good season one of Yu Yu Hakusho, getting up to episode twenty six. So we're going to watch up, we're going to watch yep. through twenty five, stop at twenty six, and we'll be covering that next week. Um, once again, guys, if you want to keep up with all the all the news regarding us, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter or x.com as it is now, Chris. What? Yeah, I, I don't tweet. I don't X. Elon has rebranded it to to X. So, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's got their names like looking like Xbox 360 gamer tags. So, 
Oh my we god. We might be X Shonen XX Suds XX. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> As our new name, but for now. The Donger 39. For now, you can find us uh, at Shonen and Suds. Um, <sighs> that's going to do it for us, Chris. My, my Seagram's You're Making Me Happy is empty. And, uh, you know. Oh, brother, I'm going back to the freezer for another one, for another ice cold land shark, brother. Love that. Well, you guys, make sure to stay cool out there. I know it's hot. So uh, stay cool, and uh, Chris, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and we'll see you next week. Tick-tock, 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 t